the VCA Voice podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Marie Curl. Our goal with the VCA Voice is to showcase how VCA Animal Hospitals is taking care of the future of veterinary medicine. We'll bring our purpose to life through meaningful conversations about care, our culture, and the communities we serve. On today's episode, I'm happy to welcome Dr. Allison Calfee. Dr. Calfee is a 2022 graduate of the University of Georgia College of Veterinary Medicine. She is currently completing a small animal rotating internship at VCA River in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Welcome, Allison. Hi, Dr. Curl. Thanks so much for inviting me. I'm, I'm really excited to be here. Tell me a little bit about your story in veterinary medicine and with VCA. Yeah, definitely. So my journey into veterinary medicine started like a lot of people's do, and it might seem like a cliche, but I really think it it all has to start from just your love for animals. And I, mm-hmm. I think we find out that we just like or love something a lot, and then that's kind of where the passion develops. And that's where it started for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate that one of my relatives, um, my aunt, is an equine veterinarian. And so she definitely got to talk to me about just her experience as a veterinarian. And I remember just one day going, Hey, I want to do what you do. And she goes, well, if you're going to work with me one day and get experience, she goes, the one thing you have to know how to do is spell diarrhea. And (laughs) like, that's one of the hardest words to spell. And you just have to know how to spell it. So I remember because it was Thanksgiving one year that I sat there because that's when I asked her and I was like, all right, I got to learn to spell. And first she asked me, and of course I butchered the word. Uh-huh. Um, but then now on like the multiple times that, that week when she was down, I just remembered spelling it, spelling it until she could ask me and I could give it to her verbatim. So I was like, yes, I got that down. I could be a vet. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, from there, it was pretty typical undergraduate, you know, struggling through organic chemistry, which I think we all do. And just, I hated, I hated organic. Yeah, it was definitely tough. I made it through. And I I think it's just that determination as well. I hate to say that it's one of those weed out classes, but I think if you've got the determination to make it through that, you can make it through anything. Mm -hmm. I spent a a couple break off years just getting experience with other vets, which was just a fantastic time. So I worked hard as a, a vet tech, which gave me that outlook in their line of work too. So I have a really great appreciation for my vet techs that I work with for sure, because I know what they go through and how hard they have to work in our career as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, but it gave me a lot of really good appreciation just for veterinary medicine itself. And then at that point, it was getting into vet school. And I was very fortunate to get into the University of Georgia. I was with a lot of the companies that happen in veterinary medicine now, VCA was one of those that I attended their kind of information mm-hmm. meeting, and it was fantastic. I really had a great time. They told me a lot about just their opportunities for externships with veterinary students and their internships as well as their residencies. It was really interesting, and I talked with them and had a great chat, and they actually set me up with a VCA hospital for my clinical year. So I went there and had an externship, loved it from there. Yeah. Reached out when it came time for internships and making that scary decision. And (laughs) here I am. (laughs) So tell me, why did you decide to do an internship? Why was that important to you? Yeah, that's a really great question. And the most important thing was to get more experience. Veterinary school is fantastic, I think, in giving us a lot of the building blocks to 
be successful veterinarians. Where I was at an academic institution, we were fortunate to have a veterinary hospital on our campus. But the hard part is, is with that, you also have residents and interns. And unfortunately, I hate to say that they, a lot of those really big opportunities and hands-on experiences kind of get defaulted to them, which I completely understand. Mm -hmm. You know, they definitely need that experience because that's, that's what they're there for. But just talking with a lot of other people that had gone through internships, I really wanted to get more experience, especially hand-on stuff, but still have that kind of interconnected mentorship where if I had a question or I felt unsure, I could definitely go to somebody and say, hey, I've got this case, you know, what do I do? And it just that support is what I really wanted to move forward with after vet school. I've gotten to do so much that I don't even know if I'd get to do working for a general practitioner, even at my own emergency clinic. It's it's incredible. And I've, I've had a really great experience so far. What are some of those things that you're getting to do? Some of the hands-on things that looking at this point, six months or so out of school, what are some things that still surprise you that you've gained experience doing? Yeah, definitely. I want to say within my first month out, I got to do a pericardiosynthesis, wow. which is essentially there's fluid that kind of surrounds the sac that holds the heart. And mm -hmm. that's not great because it puts pressure on the heart. And so going in and basically you poke it with a little needle and suck that fluid out, which is crazy because uh -huh. why would you ever put a needle <laughs> near a heart? So, and and in my head, it, it is definitely a very high stress. My heart definitely gets pumping, blood pressure shoots mm -hmm. up, skyrockets. But I, you know, myself, I definitely would want someone who has done one of those before by my side. And thankfully that's what I had, but definitely I got a great pat on the back for my mentor and she was like, go for it. And I was like, all right, here we go. And so that's been one of the things that I've got to do. I've gotten to place really difficult catheters and bones of puppies. It's just been insane, really just kind of take those technical skills that we learned on paper in school and actually put it into real life practice. Oh, excellent. Excellent. And that pericardiosynthesis procedure is absolutely life-saving. If you don't fix that problem right away, those pets usually don't live. So yeah. congratulations. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you. <laughs> Are you in touch with any of your classmates who aren't doing internships? And if so, how would you compare your experience to theirs? Or do they call and ask you for advice on what they're seeing? Yeah, yeah. A couple of times I have gotten a reach out question from them. I think they are unfortunately a little bit busier than I am, which is surprising. <laughs> but <laughs> That is surprising. We're going to talk about that more in a minute. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but I have kind of talked to them just about their experiences because occasionally, you know, we'll send pictures to each other of like, Ooh, look what I got to do today. And I got to do this laceration repair and things like that, or just a, a really interesting case that they had. And I found that I've, I've gotten to do a lot more than they have, especially hands-on techniques. One of my friends, she's a mixed animal practice veterinarian. So she works with large animals and small. And so a lot of her time is farm practice. And so she, in terms of hands-on things, hasn't got to do much she sent me a picture of a laceration repair that she got to do. And she was like, yay, my first one. And I was like, oh, I've gone to do a few, <laughs> which is, is not to not to brag or anything. Just it, it was really surprising to me that considering that I've gotten to do a lot more and that to me, I'm, I'm very fortunate for. I have seen such a large variety that it has given me a really great use of what I have learned in school mm -hmm. and just to continue to use that knowledge. It's been interesting and it's really surprising considering. How's the mentorship that you're getting? Do you have help when you need it? Yeah, another great question. The 
associates at VCA River have been absolutely fantastic. I'm fortunate to work with a lot of really great friendly people. So I think that definitely helps. But no, what's fantastic about this is I always have mentorship and someone to reach out to. So I'm usually paired with a doctor on that day, if not multiple doctors. And essentially, they're always there for me whenever I have a question about a case. And they've been extremely supportive. They've definitely, you know, giving me that opportunity where a particularly difficult case comes in. They're like, you got it, Dr. Calfee. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> so, but it's been fantastic because I just really love the opportunity to one, flex my doctor skills and kind of get to take that case on. But I always have that fallback where once I've gathered my thoughts and really thought about it, and maybe I'm concerned about something I'm not sure about clinical sign wise or on blood work, things like that. They're definitely there that I can kind of reach out to them and say, Hey, this is what I've been dealing with. What are your thoughts? I'm thinking this direction. And they've just been a wealth of knowledge. I can just see myself in the future, how much I will eventually get to know and be as skilled as these doctors. So I'm I'm just really looking forward to my future in that respect. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Now, how about your confidence at speaking to clients? Has, have you noticed any changes in that since you got started? Definitely. Um, When they say experience makes a difference, they're right. (laughs) (laughs) I have a decent knowledge on some things, especially at the start, but that has definitely evolved, especially just hearing how my mentors and other doctors talk with clients too, or how they even talk to me about how they like to explain stuff. It, It really has helped from me being in school and out of practice for basically four years to going back into it and having to talk to clients about sometimes really sensitive topics where it is kind of a life or death discussion. And I definitely consult my colleagues and say, hey, you know, how have you dealt with this and what are the best tips? And again, that's just been a great benefit with their mentorship as well. But my confidence has grown, I feel, or I I hope I haven't gotten any bad (laughs) feedback yet. So, (laughs) Do you have a favorite patient or two so far that has really stuck with you? Yes, yes. Um, I do have a patient and he's actually one of my congestive heart failure dogs. He was my first Uh congestive heart failure. So of course, that Uh always has that special place in your heart. And he was definitely one where it it was touch and go very early on. And we were worried Mm -hmm. that he wasn't going to make it. He had fantastic owners that I think were really fortunate in their ability to continue to try to do supportive care and medicine with him where unfortunately, you know, we don't always have that option with some of our, Mm -hmm. our clients. And so it was really nice because he just kind of bounced back. He was just a little like tiny little chihuahua guy and he was so cute. <laughs> and it's fantastic because he does come in occasionally and I, I love him because he's just continues to keep trucking along and he really made a, a great turnaround. backtrack a little bit. You mentioned something about time off. I've heard that internships make you work constantly and there's really no work-life balance. What has your experience been with that? I would say that statement is unfortunately very true for a lot of academic rotations and I guess some other internships. But VCA has been fantastic. And that's one of the reasons I kind of was drawn to a VCA internship because we are given such a great work-life balance in that I actually have days off, which is insane to say that, hey, I have a day off. <laughs> That's crazy. Why don't you talk to your intern director? I know, I know, right? <laughs> um, but it, it is really great because like now I, I'm, I'm recording this. I just got off of um, a four-day work week, but I have three days off now. So I actually have time to come down, visit my husband in Georgia mm. and spend time with him, spend time with family. And 
be a person, <laughs> continue to keep up my hobbies mm-hmm, and things like mm-hmm. that, which has just been great. Where talking to one of my friends, she's at an academic internship and she was like, I just got my first day off. And that was maybe a month or so ago. And it's been a few months since we started our wow. internship. So it's it's been fantastic because I, I get to feel like a person and it, it is very comparable to what I think normal life would be like once I finally become an, a, a regular vet rather than, you know, an intern. So I want to circle back a little bit that the, I'll say prevailing knowledge of internships is that they are really low paying and not worth the drop in, in income. And I, I've recognized that and, you know, within VCA, we've really worked to try to improve that. So how do you feel that the income side of things is going? I will say that coming into a VCA internship, that was definitely a really big pool for me. A lot of academic internships, you know, the the pay is comparable almost to cost of living, which it really isn't. <laughs> but I just to kind of give you an example, you know, a lot of the internships down in the South are probably maybe 26000 a year, mm-hmm. which when you think about some, some of my friends that have to travel and move to new places and find a place to live now in this day and age and what are what our economies like with just rent and things like that it's kind of insane it's almost like well how do you survive and yeah. VCA was very tantalizing in that when I started my internship salary was like 55,000 which is Mm-hmm. I, I remember going to my husband and being like, oh my God, it's a livable wage. <laughs> so, I was like, oh, I could actually afford a place to live and then still buy food for myself. That's insane. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> it's been great because I, I feel that now with that great work-life balance, I actually have the money to enjoy myself rather than going home and being like, well, I don't have money to go out and do activities. So I guess I'll just stay at home and sleep because that's the only activity I can afford. Mm -hmm. And it's been great. Like I've picked up a new hobby, um, bouldering, which if you don't know what that is, it's kind of like rock climbing, but without the the safety rope, which is a little bit scary, but (laughs) I do the safe version of that inside with giant you know, squishy mats. So if I fall, I'm definitely <laughs> okay. Safe. I was I was gonna I was gonna tell you, please don't do that anymore. <laughs> it sounds scary. No, I definitely do um, the safe version of that. Mm-hmm. But I've been able to buy the fancy shoes for it. I've been able to afford the membership to go. It's it's been great because I don't feel stressed about finances, which I was worried I would be coming into an internship. And mm-hmm. it's just been fantastic because I've actually found out that soon all of our interns are getting a raise, which I'm so excited for. It's me too. Fantastic. So I'm looking forward to it. But I, again, it's just another kind of, you know, positive check mark in, in VCA circle of just making an internship less scary, affordable, and just a great opportunity. Yeah. The salaries for new graduates hiring out and going into practice has gone up. And we really wanted to make sure both that our interns were making a living wage where they were, but that they also had a little bit more flexibility and wanted to get rid of that problem of internships paying so little that really you had little choice but to go into practice. I'm also hoping that we'll be able to encourage some of those recent graduates who went into practice and kind of got their feet under them and are interested in coming back to internship to join the training again. That's what I did. I practiced for two years before I started my internship and it was still a career changing experience for me, but I was actually grateful to understand where I was in my practice and what I needed. It's definitely, you know, settled a lot of my fears just moving forward and and it helped me just to, I guess, 
plan my future a little bit more where I now have the money where I can say, hey, I can start paying off loans. I can start saving money for trips I want to take in the future. And it's, it is still crazy to say that as an intern, because again, there's just that knowledge that you don't, Mm -hmm. it's just, you don't get paid um, any, any of what you're worth. And I I can tell my friends now that, Hey, I'm actually going to start saving for a trip and get ready to do that because I got a raise (laughs) and I'm sure they'll be jealous, but you know. For those people listening who aren't familiar, generally a rotating internship where you get to do a variety of things as a new or recent graduate is generally a year of intensive training. What's next for you? What happens after the end of the year? Yeah, great question. Essentially, I'm really hoping to get a residency and to diagnostic imaging, Mm -hmm. which if for those that don't know what that is, that's working with radiology ultrasound, CT scans, MRI. So really cool stuff. That's that's where I'm hoping to go. And I've actually applied for one of VCA sponsored residencies, which is also a fantastic opportunity and hoping to hear back soon with some positive news. So I'll keep my fingers crossed, but I just really love, love diagnostic imaging. So how long is a residency? How does that compare to human medicine? I think it's pretty comparable to human medicine. I believe theirs are about three years or so. Mm -hmm. And in veterinary medicine, it depends on where you get stationed. But some of those residencies can vary between three to four years. Sometimes I I think I've actually heard of one that's been up to five years. Mm -hmm. But essentially, it's you work within that specialty with a lot of really great board certified specialists and get that support. And they basically cram all of the knowledge of that subject into your brain and then... (laughs) It's great. And that's why it's usually a lot longer of a, of a process rather than an internship, which is a year. They kind of spread it out in that three-year period to really help you understand that specialty itself. And then two, get the hands-on practice that kind of comes along with that. So I'll definitely have the chance mm-hmm. to really get great at ultrasounds, be able to read MRIs, and again, become a well-rounded, hopefully, radiologist one day. So, <laughs> Where do specialists with a diagnostic imaging specialty work? What what jobs are available to them? A lot of them are becoming much more popular now, like we typically have in human medicine. And that's some practices that are specifically for imaging purposes. So a lot of people, you know, when they need to go have an MRI, go to a practice or a location that specifically that's what they do. That's their main goal. Mm-hmm. They have people there that read those images. And now I've seen kind of a shift in veterinary medicine where we are developing more practices that are just imaging focused. Radiologists get together. They have all of the machinery that you could ever imagine to do that. And people are starting to get mm-hmm. referred there. Like with my practice that I'm very fortunate in, um, have some in-house radiologists. So basically mm-hmm. people that have been trained and they come to work in practices and especially emergency medicine. And it's been fantastic just to have that resource because before what a lot of veterinarians have to do now is basically take radiographs. And if they're unsure, they send it out to a company or they send it to a local radiologist and have to wait to hear back. Whereas in our practice, we're really fortunate to have our radiologists where if we're really concerned, we just walk up to them and go, Hey, what do you think? (laughs) And that's been fantastic too. So there's a lot of different options for us. Is it competitive to get a diagnostic imaging specialty? Oh, yes. It very very much <laughs> is so. It it's yeah. it is very competitive. A lot of a lot of specialties are now because we have a good number of vets and I think that number with the years has increased where people are now doing what human medicine has done is a lot of veterinarians are now specializing and in getting into all those fields which for those of you that don't know, 
pretty much every specialty there is in human medicine, we have in veterinary medicine as well. And so Mm -hmm. because of that, I think with increased numbers, which is fantastic, it's always best to have more radiologists, more cardiologists and, you know, emergency veterinarians out in the world. It does make it more competitive though, to get in for sure. So is being a veterinarian as you would have imagined it to be? Are you having fun? Was that a good choice for you? The short answer is yes. (laughs) And the long answer is going from what I imagined again, back with my aunt, you know, when I was Mm -hmm. in middle school, my view of veterinary medicine has kind of drastically changed and, and only for the better. And it's because I think I understand it all now. Mm-hmm. Whereas before it was like, well, yeah, you just take the animal, you give it medicine and then it's better. I, I think it's definitely evolved because now I get to develop more relationships with people and the animals themselves. And I have really come to enjoy it because I meet some fantastic people and some fantastic pets that go through a lot and come out only better on the other side. And that's something that I have gotten to do it's just crazy that I get to do that. And that that's my job. So, hey, I'm no complaints. Oh, I had exactly the same experience as a, as a new veterinarian. I just remember getting home one day and thinking, I get to do the coolest things. And this is the greatest profession. And fortunately, I've never lost that. So we're very lucky. So how does your aunt feel that you're not becoming an equine veterinarian? Uh, I would say she's a little disappointed because she definitely attempted to groom me early (laughs) to come back and work for her. Mm -hmm. But she's she's supportive because in equine medicine, they definitely do a lot of imaging. She's definitely been supportive in that regard just because as a radiologist, I think I can still do equine medicines as well and maybe help her out in that respect. Mm -hmm. But she's been supportive for sure. I I do think she's like a little bit sad, but you know, still supportive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate her uh, giving you great guidance when you were young and, and helping you along the way. Having those role models is so important. What is your advice to the class of 2023 coming up? Yeah, definitely. I think I have two main points. And one, go easy on yourself. Good. It's hard. And sometimes you make mistakes or you have particularly hard cases that don't go the way you want or don't have the best outcome. And I just really want to tell you guys that it's it's okay to not be perfect. I know we're all type A and perfection kind of comes with that, but it's okay to go easier on yourself and know that it'll it'll be okay. And I, I just don't want them to kind of take that hardship on themselves because life is hard enough. Let's be (laughs) kind to each other and be Uh kind to yourselves for sure. One last thing that I wanted to say too is you guys have done the hardest part, which is getting here. And while it may seem really tough and difficult or that you've got a lot of pressure, you guys don't have to make a decision right away with what you want to do with your future. And I think that's something too, where I, in my clinical year, was debating do I go to practice? Do I do an internship? Do I even specialize at that point? And I just want to say, you know, our profession is large, but it's also very close and interconnected. And there are so many options with what you can do with your future. Literally, the sky is limitless. And I kind of hated when my professors would say that to me because I was like, lies. <laughs> you always have options and your future, literally, I always thought was so cliche. Your future is so bright that it just enjoy the ride and don't stress out about trying to make a decision now because you can always change it and no one's going to follow you for that. If anything, they're just going to support you because you're just making yourself better. 
Excellent, excellent advice. Well, Dr. Kalfi, it has been delightful to speak with you. Thank you so much for joining and uh, sharing your wisdom and your career experiences so far. And I'll keep my fingers crossed for the residency <laughs> process coming up. That's a big deal. And I know that you'll be successful and our future of our profession is bright. Yes, it is. Thank you so much, Dr. Curl. I really do appreciate the time and it's been great. I've had fun. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing. Don't forget to leave a review to let us know your thoughts and share the episode with friends. Follow VCA Animal Hospitals on social media at LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. For more inspiring stories, visit our website at vcavoice.com. Thank you.